Hello, and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist, as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. The most successful and the most creative people in the world actually work less than the average person. That may be a bold claim, but in order to actually make more money and accomplish more, you have to work less, but you have to work better. Now, there are ways to do this, and your brain is literally designed to do it, and your body is designed to do it, and you can optimize your time, but you need to learn the principles. So I'm going to share with you a morning routine, but also just a lifestyle approach that can save you at least 20 hours a week. If you apply this morning routine and this exercise, not only will you get way more focused flow work done, you'll be able to, if you wanted to, become a millionaire in the next few years. You could become a professional writer. You could start a very successful business, but you could also work way less than you used to. You can work way less than the average person. I actually applied this morning routine while I was doing a PhD program to become a professional writer. I applied this morning routine for three years. I wrote hundreds of blog posts. They were read over 100 million times. I became a professional author. And since then, I've been able to write multiple books while doing a PhD program and while being a foster parent of three kids and ultimately adopting those three kids. I now have six kids as a 32-year-old millennial, and I work way less than the average person because of this morning routine. And so I'm going to share my screen. I have written this as an article. This article has been read over 10 million times. I'm going to break down the science and the specifics for you because once you understand how this works, not only will you have way more flow in your life, not only will you be able to accomplish way more, you're, you're going to have way more focused work. You're also going to have way more play, way more time outside of work, way more recovery. This is how, this is where the science of high performance is gone. A lot of it's focused on recovery. If you think about people like LeBron James, basketball players, it's all focused on recovery and super focused flow-based workouts. Um, they call it um, deliberate practice in psychology. Deliberate practice is how you become an expert at something. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen now. So this article, again, is called This Morning Routine Will Save You 20 Plus Hours a Week. And by the way, I start this article by explaining that the, tradi the traditional 9 to 5 workday is poorly structured. The reason the 9 to 5 workday was established is because back in like the Industrial Revolution, the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s, that's when America became revolutionized. Um, and that's when we developed the industrial model for work. That's what the public education system is based on. That's what the old work model was based on, where everyone worked in a factory. You went through public education system to become a factory worker, an obedient, compliant factory worker, and all of your work was mostly physical. Physical, menial labor where you're putting parts in places here. Well, we don't work, live in that world anymore. We've went from the industrial revolution to the, to the information and the technology revolution. We now live in a global technology and information world where most people now are beginning to work from home, especially due to the pandemic, this is even more true now. You can work from home, you control your own schedule, and ultimately it's not based on how many hours you work, it's based on the results you produce. If you can produce the results, whatever it is that you need to do in three hours, then why do you need to work between nine and five? The goal is not to work. Actually, Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, calls this two economies. There's two economies in the world. One is the results economy where you get paid for the results you produce. And the other is the time and effort economy where you're, per, you're paid for the amount of time and effort you put into something. You're much better to be in the results economy where you 
create results in the most effective way possible. And so that's what this morning routine is about. And I submit that if you apply these principles, you can produce results 10 times faster and 10 times better than you used to. Because most people who work in the time and effort economy, where they're working long hours, first off, they're required to take more and more stimulants every single day because, and there's a lot of research on this as well, caffeine addiction is based on the nine to five work model. It, we're not, it's not effective to work that many hours, especially when we're using our brain so much now. The brain is an organ that takes up 20% of the body's energy, even though it only weighs like two, three pounds. Mental work is more taxing than physical work. And if you're doing hard physical, I mean, hard mental labor, hard mental work, complex decision-making, it's exhausting. If you're in a flow state and if you're working at the most ideal time when your brain is most suited, when you have the most willpower, when you have the most energy, and if you're in a flow state, meaning you're not distracted, you should be able to work for between two and five hours pretty straight. You could take a few mental breaks, go for a walk, do some jumping jacks, drink some water, but you could be able to work for two to five hours straight in flow without any distractions. Don't check Facebook. Don't check your email. When you're taking those two to five minute breaks, go for a walk, you know, do something that's not plugging yourself into the matrix where then you move your brain into a million different directions. The key to being in flow is to focus on one thing at a time, one outcome at a time. So if you're working on, let's just say, writing an article or doing a project, that's the only outcome you're trying to produce. You may take some breaks from it for a second, but you're not opening up your email. You're not sending your brain in different directions because the more directions your brain's going, the less flow you can be in. So here it is. Really, it comes down to this. So this is the myth of the eight-hour workday. A lot of the countries in the world, they don't actually work eight hours a day. For example, Luxembourg, these people work 30 hours per week, six hours per day, sometimes five hours. Um, but they make more money on average <laughs> than those working longer hours. So really, the goal is on it quality over quantity. The goal is, is that you actually spend your time doing what you were supposed to do. That requires that you actually have clear goals and you spend time doing what Brian Tracy calls eating the frog. Eating the frog means you do the worst first. Stephen Covey called this putting first things first, putting the important before the urgent. So if you wake up with clear goals, you're clear on your future self, you're clear on what you're trying to accomplish. Well, that's again, do that project, do that thing the boss gave you, write that book, write that article, um, start that business, whatever it is, design that product. If you wake up with a clear intention and you've got a good plan for your day and you wake up, having gotten an enormous, a great amount of rest, at least seven hours of high quality sleep. And again, sleep is a key aspect. All forms of recovery are a key aspect so that when you're working, you're actually there. You're focused, you're in flow, you've set the stage, you've set the table. Then you just get to work. Get to work Don't and do it before. Knock out your key tasks before you look at your phone, before you send your brain into a million different directions. Most people, they wake up and within the first six to eight minutes of their day, they've already opened up their email. They've opened up their social media. They've already sent their brain into a thousand different directions. They've sped their brain from what's called the alpha state to the beta state. And so as a result, they can't focus. And then they're just distracted and non-focused throughout the whole day. And they're basically like a person walking through a casino. They're ping-ponged on all of the different distractions. And they're never in flow. They never create important work. They never do what Cal Newport does, calls deep work. And they don't experience flow at home or at work. They're never really with their family. They're never really recovering. They're always a little stressed. They're always feeling like a fraud, always regretful. You can only have confidence or what psychologists call identity capital. What Stephen Covey calls having a personal bank account, which is basically confidence and integrity and character by doing what you want to do and what you need to do, putting first things first. For example, I know on all the days when I wake up and I just distract myself on social media or something, 
that I feel like a failure when I go home to my kids. I feel like I wasted mine and their time. And I know I set both of us up for a less, a less of a future. But when I go to work and I focus on first things first, I knock out my goals, then I can go home and just completely turn off. You can go on and off only if you accomplish what you were supposed to. And what you were supposed to do is fewer things. 80-20 principle says that 80% of your results come from 20% of what you do. This again is why you can save at least 20 hours per week because you're probably doing 80% of the things that are costing you all your time and effort. 80% of what you're doing is only producing 20% of your results. So what would happen if you just removed that 80% and either delegated it, outsourced it, or removed it from your life and only focused on the few things that produce the big results? Again, you're either in the results economy or you're in the time and effort economy. So the key here is this. Wake up with a plan. Go to bed with a plan, which the night before, maybe you spent three to five minutes making the plan so that you could actually wake up with a purpose. Wake up. And again, James Clear does this. James Clear wrote the book Atomic Habits. He does not look at his phone until noon. Very smart. Very smart. No, no. And really, you want to use your phone technology, which is basically other people's agendas. You want to use that as a tool. You don't want that tool to drive you. Most people are driven by that tool. So you don't have to wait until noon, but you want to eat the frog before you look at your phone. You want to accomplish your most important work. Two to five hours of focused flow and then be done. And actually, there's a lot of research that says you want to work out. A lot of people, they work out first thing in the morning, which is cool. There's a lot of research that working out speeds up, you know, speeds up your energy and it gets you going. And that if you get high intensity workout, like, for example, before taking a test, you can perform better on that test. I'm all for that. But there's also a lot of research that says that you're going to work out a lot better and get way more out of it if you do it at least like a couple hours after you've woken up. And I find that the optimum morning routine is this. Wake up, get yourself into a different environment, get yourself energized, write in your journal, write about your goals, and then ultimately take action on your frog, whatever that is. 60 to 90 minutes plus whatever you can get, at least 60 minutes in flow, but if you can get two to five hours in flow, working on your number one goal. For me, it used to be writing articles. For me, now it's writing books, making videos like this. But if you do that in a flow state where there's nothing else distracting you, you haven't already opened up social media, you're not already distracted by a million things, you're just knocking out that one thing. Then ultimately, you just recover. You recover, you take breaks. There's a lot of research on this topic. It's called psychological detachment from work. Basically, the idea is, is you need to take breaks from work. In order to be in a flow state, in order to fully engage in your work, you need to fully disengage. As I've already said in this video, the way to fully disengage is to actually have done the work. You need to actually have focused flow and done what you said you would do, do what you want to do, take action and actually move move your projects forward so that you're becoming your desired future self. And then ultimately, because you did that, you actually can give yourself permission to fully unplug because you're in integrity. You fully unplug and then you give the energy and attention to the other areas of your life, whether that be hobbies, recreation, family, Whatever you want to do, just recover because by recovering, you're going to actually like fully recover. But what's interesting about it as well is there's a lot of research that shows 16% of creative ideas happen while you're at work. Most creative ideas happen while you're recovering. And so because you've hit it so hard, you're going to actually, while you're asleep, for example, with fitness, you're going to, you actually get stronger while you're asleep. You gain muscle while you sleep. And so by taking time away, by recovering and then by ultimately reflecting, writing in your journal at the end of the day, five to 10 minutes about what you learned. At the end of the day, your brain's actually a lot more analytical. In the morning, your brain's a lot more creative. Um, but at the end of the day, you can actually take the time to write in your journal about what you learned. You're gonna get all sorts of creative insights just because you've been recovering. 
then ultimately you make the plan for the one frog you're gonna eat the next morning or whatever it is your main task whatever's important first things first the next morning so that then the next morning you can wake up with a purpose and ultimately that's the goal you wake up you work on a on a really good brain when your when your subconscious is most primed when your willpower is most high when your brain's most primed for creative work you do your most important work first thing in the morning in a flow state without your brain going a million directions and then you recover and you become results oriented you have very clear goals big picture goals and short term goals You've got weekly goals for what you're trying to accomplish that week. You've got your daily one to three accomplishments you're trying to accomplish that day. You've got quarterly goals and your future self is increasingly clear. If you've got clear goals, that's going to help you be in flow. If you design your life and environment really well, that's going to help you be in flow. If you recover really well, that's going to help you be in flow. If you're invested in your goals, that's going to help you be in flow. Investing in, um, for example, mentorship. If you have deadlines, that's going to help you be in flow as, you know, I think it's Parkinson's law that work fills the space you're given. So if you have short timelines, you'll be able to get things done. For example, this month, I'm filming this in December of 2020. I have to almost write two full books this month in December (laughs) because I've got deadlines. But I know that I'm going to do it because there's a deadline. And so I have to be in flow because my situation demands it. That's another aspect. It's designing demanding situations. That's called a forcing function. Will Durant, the famous historian, said that the ability of the average person could be doubled if the situation demanded it. A lot of research on psychology shows that, you know, the Pygmalion effect says that we're either rising or falling to the demands of our situation. One of the reasons why I actually learned this morning routine and had to apply it is because when I was in my PhD program, my wife and I became foster parents of three kids. And so as a college student, I used to have all the time in the world. And when you have all the time in the world, you're going to waste it. As the saying goes, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person because they actually know how to spend their time. Well, once my wife and I got foster kids, after I came home from school, I had to help my wife because she was freaking busy and <laughs> crazy. It was crazy having those kids in the beginning. They were crazy in the beginning. They've really transformed. It's been amazing and we've transformed. But I had to learn this because I wanted to become a professional writer. And I learned how to do that. I learned how to become a professional writer. I've published three traditional books in the last three years. Um, and I've got three more coming out next year. And I also was able to grow a seven-figure online business before I even graduated with my PhD all by doing this. And so I can promise you it works, whatever you're trying to accomplish. But not only that, you live your life more on purpose. You have a lot of confidence because you're experiencing way more flow. You're experiencing flow at work, which gives you confidence. You're accomplishing goals, which gives you confidence. You're also experiencing flow at home because you're giving yourself permission to recover. You give yourself full permission to recover because you accomplished your one major task for the day, your two major tasks. Because you were in such flow and because you actually accomplished a goal, you give yourself full permission to recover and it feels good. And then you're far more alive and alert with your family. One more thing I'll just invite you to do. Because willpower is a very weak resource, relying on willpower is dumb. BJ Fogg, the Stanford psychologist, said you're much better to design the environment than rely on willpower. So so design trumps willpower every day, day of the week. Part of design is actually removing um, bad defaults. Most people, the default is to look at their phone if it's by their body. So one of the things you want to do when you're recovering is keep your phone away from your body. That's something that I've actually made clear to my kids. One of my major goals is to keep my phone away from my body when I'm home unless it's necessary to the situation. But if I'm sitting there staring at my phone, and there's a lot of research on this as well, if parents are addicted to their cell phones, what kind of, what do, what do they expect of their kids? Kids mimic. We all mimic. You mimic what you're looking at. So you, whatever you focus on expands. If you want to become a millionaire, focus on millionaires. <laughs> if, but your kids are focusing on you. And so design the situation so that flow is easy. 
Leave your phone in your car. Leave it in the bathroom. Leave it in some other room. Leave it in your work bag. Leave your computer at the office. Or if you're working directly from home, leave it in leave it in the area where you work or leave it out in your car. Design the situation so that flow is easy. Give yourself permission to psychologically detach and recover from work. Wake up with a purpose. Focus on flow. After you've crushed flow-based work, then exercise because exercise heals your brain. It heals your body. It gives you longevity. And, And honestly, over time, you work less and less, but you accomplish more and more. That's the morning routine that will help save you at least 20 hours per week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in, and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one-page Future Self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full Future Self course and other goodies, such as my Peak State Checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times, and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, Be your future self now. Talk to you soon.